people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboys! This here is the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and you're your host, Derek McCaw. Folksy. Is that our new intro for 2014? That's like... Howdy, are, y'all! Are you so bored at home you're learning to play the banjo? Yes. <laughs> I was afraid wow. of that. Well, this is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We're here with the first podcast of 2014. We took the holidays off. We hope Great you year did, so too. Great so far. <laughs> You know, it's not been bad for a week. Uh, I've had I've had years that announced uh, announced their displeasure with me far sooner, so um, I'm going good. Uh, we are, of course, podcasting as well. There on Wednesday, January eighth, two thousand fourteen, from the Seven Stars Bar and Grill in San Jose, California. So grateful to Paul Cunha, the store owner. Uh, store owner. It's a bar owner, bar and grill owner, the restaurant owner. Fantastic for hosting us and Significant letting us a week for them. Continuing through. It's uh, what? Do you know that what this is? This uh, uh, I think uh, it's Tuesday. This, uh, this is their wedding anniversary. Tenth anniversary. Tenth anniversary of Paul and his lovely bride. Yeah. And uh, so we should. Uh, there mysteriously, they didn't want to be down here huh. on the podcast. Huh. Uh, I know. I'm. I'm just. I'm, I'm hurt by that. Tenth but, anniversary is podcast. Uh, it, right. It, it, it's a new era. <laughs> No, I don't know. Have they come back from Southern California? I, and, I don't know. I've just been back and forth with we were on sort of, Facebook. We, yeah, we were sort of uh, passing in the night at Disneyland, and I actually get to meet up. But. I tagged him in the announcement photo today. Yeah, I saw that, which was good, because then I had forgotten to remind him, hey, we're going to do there. So um, anyway, uh, of course, our man in Los Angeles there. I am Nate Costa. Oh, there we go. And I am Rick Brett Snyder, Moral Compass. The podcast producer. Yeah, that too. The Gary Delabate of my Howard Stern. Baba Booey. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Would that make me J.D. Harmeyer? That's uh, that's deeper into the current Stern situation than I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm old school from syndication about 20 years ago. Uh, I'm uh, from the private parts era. So uh, <laughs> All right, I'll be Fred. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I liked Fred. I always thought he got short tripped. All right. So uh, <laughs> anyway, um, we do. We do. Uh, we did have uh, over the break. We had a contest on the Facebook page. Yes. To get more likes. Uh, well, to to celebrate our hitting three hundred likes on the Facebook page. Uh, we were we were trolling for that three hundred. We well, were like we were two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. So I figured it was like an important enough thing to make it a contest. No, I appreciate that. I think as I would like to get a you know I'm up for four hundred. Let's get that. Tell people. You yeah, want Facebook there. says, hey, uh, now that you hit three hundred, you should try for six. And I'm like, yeah, now that. <laughs> wait, wait, that math doesn't work. We have three hundred. This should try for six. Six hundred. Oh, six hundred. Yeah, and okay. and you know how they do it? They want you to promote it by paying money. I don't want to pay That's the money. Right. Yeah, I don't want to pay the money either. Uh, I'm happy with the way it is. We love the 300. I didn't really like all the movie of our all Spartans, that much, but <laughs> <laughs> this is 
fanboy. Um, so anyway, uh, yes. So our winner. So we had uh, a drawing. I, I I I actually did an Excel spreadsheet with a random uh, number generator. In and it how many? Afternoon. How many? How many did we? Uh, we had lots, lots. Oh, we. I know. Lots there, and there's, lots. there's been some activity. I really has been, and it's great. Um, so. Uh, the Did last you use person randomizer.org no i used the rand function and an in function and um oh. you got to remember he's a microsoft guy he I actually was understands office i yeah. and so the last person to get in on this snuck in under the wire was ryan asher Reynoso. So, Ryan, guess what? You no, you win. were not the name you we probably no, no, it was sorry. Not. It, it was, was a good try. You got right in there, but uh, the winner was Jeannie Gray. And you, have, uh, we're, you, have we're, this, you have this written what? as Janine Gray. Janine Gray. Janine Gray. Janine Gray. Uh, I think. I think. I know. I feel it's a little weird. And now he's telling me that Scott Summers is emailing me. I think. Rick no, no, no. Is, no. I, I, was, I think Rick is going. I was crazy. followed on Twitter by Scott Summers. Uh huh. Uh huh. And you know, I had dinner with Hank McCoy last Did you night. Know? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she had a, waiter, there's a hair in my soup. Uh, it's blue. Uh, no, and so we're going to, you know, this is a full full service podcast. So when you win a prize, we're going to tailor the prize to you. In so this case, I don't. I don't want case. you. To, I don't. You got to watch your well, words. You don't uh, want to set precedent because if we get a certain giveaway, policies can that's change. Different. Okay. This week's the policy. In this case, Janine, we understand. Like perhaps. Perhaps, for example, we would have one of the many fine World of Warcraft novels, but you have no interest in that. Exactly. You don't so, want that. So, in our swag bag. So, what do you have an interest in? What's your genre? And we'll contact you and we'll find this out. Yeah. We'll announce what you got, and it won't be embarrassing, I guarantee it. So. Because we save the embarrassing things for ourselves. I never get any embarrassing things. That's because you have no shame. Ah. Should we move on? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's go with the top. Breaking news. We're going we're to mess up. The, we've got some comics news. We've got movie news. We're going to look back a little bit at 2013 2014 because some of the news stories really straddle both really well, past and, and, and for future. But speaking of the future, breaking news, just as we were calling Nate up, Nate was watching and receiving news that I couldn't even get on my email because the email was poorly Poorly formed. Poorly formed. And that is, Nate, we're going right to wrestling. What can you tell us, Nate, that's burning in the world of wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a breaking news report <laughs> out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Ooh, Las Vegas. Classy. At CES. Oh, at CES. Uh, they did a CES. They, wow. Yeah, they announced it at CES. Michael WWE. Bay is taking on WrestleManias. No, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, WWE is launching the WWE Network, okay, which is not a television network. However, it will be online and available from basically anything you can watch things on. Computers, I... pads, tablets, uh, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, I'm supposedly go- Xbox One. I'm going to say within five years, the concept uh, the concept of television network is going to be an outdated phrase. Maybe. I, you know, I mean, because this makes you know, we we do we do live in the Silicon Valley, and you really have to realize that that skews our perception of reality a little bit. Well, we, There's a whole bunch of area out there called flyover country. That's the. It, how do you know you? It's flown, on the you've map. You've only flown over it. 
I've I've driven through it, man. I've driven through it too, and I understand. Uh, I uh, those my, people still have Victrolas. My father's people lived in a town called Cable, Illinois. You know what they didn't have? Cable. cable. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was going to say first indoor plumbing, but cable was it? Right, neither, next, neither. Next, next door to that was fresh water. There, were, there were so many answers that would have indoor been indoor plumbing. It was like an improv scene. Um, no, indoor plumbing was it? That's true. So, um, so you get what? Like, what did you say the the charge was for this? If you were a WWE fan, so you can subscribe for nine ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. Nine ninety nine a month gets you. Hold your pants up, guys. I'm sitting down. If my 24, pants drop, who cares? Everybody sit down. 24-7 content. My They're belt just have, popped. 24-7 content. What right. does that mean? They're going to have live shows. Uh, they're going to have a pre-show and a post-show for both of the Raw and SmackDown. So Monday and Friday live shows. They're going to have... Uh, reality show called wwe legends house where they take a bunch of old wrestlers and put them in a house together oh they really it's <laughs> yeah, that's it's great hulk agents of smash as reality <laughs> no it's big brother it pretty funny of course they only show the funniest parts on the preview but it looked funny sure. um the this is the big kicker though i mean they have they're gonna have old raw available they're gonna have old pay-per-views available that you can just you know bring up and watch that that will be cool that will they be have cool. the uh because wwe bought wcw they have all the nitro shows and the wcw shows i wish we they had have all the i wish ECW we had chris garcia shows. on tonight I, you know i would, I, I would be very excited he would this. be he would be literally dropping his pants um but i i'd be begging him not to. i would love it if they would break up the individual matches so you could perhaps just watch like 24 hours straight of bushwhacker matches <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome nobody could sit through that right i now. could sit through that how how many how many hours say if we did like all the doink the clown matches could it be because oh God. that's what minutes. i'd be interested in <laughs> okay no, I mean, uh, wow. the biggest thing, the biggest th- in my mind, the biggest thing is this. Yes. So if you subscribe 10 bucks a month, yeah. Included in the subscription is every pay-per-view. So Damn it, that's what I was going to ask. Wow, that, that is, is awesome. That is awesome. That is that is a value as they say in the business. Absolutely, cuz pay-per-views are like 40, 40 50 to bucks. 60 bucks a month. Yeah. Right. So that was going to be my question and you've just answered it and that is amazing because the only thing that I would want to watch is like if if you were having a party and somebody said come over and watch SummerSlam or WrestleMania, I would go to that. Oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't go over to somebody's house and go, "We're going to watch Raw" because I don't care. Yeah, Raw is just yeah. But the the, the six months that I was into wrestling, I, I was because I saw <laughs> behind. I, know, I saw behind the mat. Michael I Goodson, watched it for a while. Michael Goodson got me into it. I was totally into Mick Foley, and that, that that's that's awesome. And especially you know, before the podcast started, Rick and I were talking about. PCs and laptops, which you can then hook into your big screen television, and I guess apparently exactly. to Rick, those people in drive-through country, oh, I'm sorry, flyover, flyover country, <laughs> that Rick claims he's driven through, um, that uh, they maybe they're not. So I've been to Waldrug. Know this? I've been to Waldrug several times. There you go. Uh, so it's not much. You can't fly there. No. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that you that I mean, you get your PC. You you take your HDMI cable, you put that into your 50 inch, or as Michael yeah. Bay introduced this week, 
the hundred and two inch. Um, you know, oh, Michael Bay. Yes. You know, I mean, but that's, I mean, that's amazing. You have your, your, that's a party. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's amazing. Totally. I'm, I'm totally into that. Nate. I wonder if you'll get a discount on local events when they come to your town, like they're coming to San Jose. I know they're coming to Santa Clara specifically. Santa Clara, yeah. Yeah. WrestleMania is going to be in two years. Two years. Clara? Yeah. Uh, so By stadium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's that's now, big news. Ten dollars a month. That's not bad. Would you, as a fan, Nate? I mean, you know, do you think that's a reasonable price? It's absolutely a reasonable price uh, for someone who's employed. So no, no. I mean, because my question is, well, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about it, and why I'm saying that the concert of the television network. Here's the experience I had today. Uh, last night, I, I had a comedy sports banquet. I could not watch the new Agents of Shield. So I said, Rick texted me this morning and said, have you, have you uh, watched it yet? Because we want right. to talk about it. I said, no, I'm going to watch it today as soon as I get a break at school. And I thought, I'll go to ABC.com. Yep. Or I'll go to Hulu. ABC.com will now only let you watch it. If you have cable. If you have demonstrated that you have cable. Yep. Hulu, which used to show it the next day for free. Right will now only allow you to watch it if you join Hulu Plus. Right. So something happened over the new year. They figured out a lot of people are dropping their cable, and they're going to online services. So now they're starting to charge to the online services. They're making sure that you have they're cable, getting they, their cut. You, so Hulu, when you buy Hulu Plus, they're paying back to the Which main I understand. Services. So Hulu got me to join Hulu Plus for just such an emergency. And it's not that expensive. No, it's not. But, but I mean, it, it, so what I'm saying is I'm realizing, oh, now... I'm cut out. I've cut out that I don't care that the show's on ABC. Right. I care that the show exists. Right. So where is, what is my source going to be? So it's going to be easy to say WWE, the WWE Network, if I want to watch wrestling, that's where I go. Um, but I don't need my television for that because, again, my television will just become an, an extended monitor. And it's, it's a little tougher, too, because there are some of these services that, like, I know the second-tier uh, non-premium cable channels like life uh lifetime a a uh they deserve to die oh, no 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 uh, the one uh, what's walking did on amc 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 those are those are ones that are kind of in the gray space sometimes does Hulu plus have amc sometimes content yeah so and, and netflix gets it a year later so yeah like i can catch up to everything from a year ago for walking dead for example right i think i can i think i can watch all the breaking bad now. right so but and, and then I consider that, and so now I think these things are going to be they're going to be content producers, and then we go to content providers. Yeah, and the and it, it doesn't have to be a network because it could be anything. They can down I can download anything I want. Well, you know, it's time. it's the promise of of uh, internet internet television. It's like Geek and Sundry, for and example, Sundry, yes, which is strictly on the internet. They're not they're not broadcast anywhere, but they could be. They could be picked up by a cable company. And they could be put there, but it, they are strictly internet. Are they twenty four hours of content they, though? They are pretty much. Anytime you tune in, you're going to be seeing something. But can't you just? Isn't it a YouTube channel? I mean, can't you just go to Geek and Sundry and watch whatever you want to? Yeah, but their their guide is off YouTube, and you know. So if you're going to uh, now, YouTube is advanced, so you, there are playlists. So when one YouTube 
finishes, it can link to a next, yeah, next yeah, one yeah. too. That's relatively new. That's which Hulu Plus is doing as well. Yeah. So I saw that as I watched Shield, and then it went, and then next is going to be um, and Netflix is doing Sleepy it too, Hollow. especially if you go into like if you're For a watching season pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you're watching a season. Of yeah, something. yeah, they know we're we're powering through. Yeah, they they're 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 empowering. Oh, they are. So all right, I mean that's exciting news, Nate. That uh, you know I. I don't know that I would take advantage of it, but I'm glad that you are so that perhaps the next, re- you know, WrestleMania next year, I will uh, visit you in Valencia. It, it's oh, also, I didn't say I am doing it. I said I, it's a good deal. It'll oh, be okay. interesting if they'll, <laughs> if they'll let you jump in and jump out. You mean, a lot of- you mean I have to go to Garcia? God. I just read a tweet that said it requires a six-month commitment ah, okay. to start. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, I didn't see him say that, so I don't know. I just read that on Twitter. It's like... Uh, Comcast, my local Comcast, will let me jump in and jump out of like HBO or whatever if I want to. You know, just as over long a as, month. You, as long as you pay for whatever yeah, that monthly yeah. fee would be. And they actually paraded. At least last time, last time I looked at it, they they paraded. Oh, that's interesting. The yeah. Well, I think even the local cable companies have to see that and realize. I mean, things are changing. Yeah. They, you know, and that's that that's a reality. I mean, every every six months, I look and say, "What am I watching on HBO?" And do I want to keep it? And it's usually, yeah, there's something on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's just like Boardwalk Empire, I enjoy that show enough to, to mm-hmm. keep it. No, keep I, I, I'll agree with that. You you really are, you know, yeah, you're, like you're paying for attitudes. So, um, all right, that's, that's cool. And Nate's not going to buy that so that I can't visit him, but that's okay. Um, we're going to go with, uh, let's go to comics. This was the other big news, right? Assuming I have the same big news. Um, um, dun, 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 that one, yeah. Yeah. Name that news in four notes. Uh, over the weekend, uh, and I think this is like I, I'm the kiss of death here. I think, didn't we on the last podcast actually say like, you know, I've talked to guys at Dark Horse and yeah. Disney hasn't told them anything That's about exactly losing, the, losing the, Mar- the Star Wars license. They seem pretty happy with so it. So they seem pretty happy. I think it's just going to go. And then what happens over the weekend? I get two emails, ten minutes apart. One from, from Disney, uh, from Marvel. No, actually, it's officially from Lucasfilm. It says Disney's Lucasfilm, right. which was new, that it's called Disney's Lucasfilm. Right. Uh, announced from San Francisco today that they've decided to give worldwide exclusive publishing rights to, to Star Wars to Marvel, Marvel Comics. Comics. And, and then shortly after that was the Dark ten, Horse one, Ten minutes right? later, I get a letter from, yeah, an official letter from Mike Richardson, President of Dark Horse, going, all good things must come to an end. <laughs> and wham. Um, and I don't mean to mock Mark, Mike Richardson, because the thing is, like uh, Nate, you you gave Nate uh, Rick gave Nate for Christmas, Crimson Empire. Yeah, you know one of the graphic novels, um, and and I and, and you don't and it's you can't really diss Marvel necessarily for their handling of it before because they handled Star Wars about as well as anybody had handled a movie adaptation comic book for the seventies and the eighties. Yeah, it was it was a different time though because remember, Right, and that's what I'm saying. It's a different time. Yeah. And then when Dark Horse landed the license, they put their top guys. I mean, because even the Star Trek comics and like when Marvel and DC had those, right. they were not great. Well no I was gonna I was gonna draw an illusion there. Because when DC had Star Trek they yeah. started building out the ancillary cast and, and they got slapped down. And writing stories about them. But then Del Rey started doing this expanded universe in the prose books. Yeah. And it was all canon. Lucas anointed it, gave it the... Uh, the, the well, uh, that's Star Trek versus Star Wars. That Star was Rod- Roddenberry. Right, right. Don't no, confuse I'm, your... no, no, I'm not. 
the expanded universe in Del Rey was was anointed by by Star Wars uh, by yeah. Lucas, and Dark Horse became part of that that expansion. Because it was about the same time, right? So and I have so, a follow up story to that. Sure, I'm glad that you transitioned. Because <laughs> um, guess what uh, is no longer canon? Anything that Dark Horse did, expanded universe. Oh is no! Gone. Oh, that's. Really? Disney, Who said that? Disney said that? Disney, has, they have not officially, they're dancing around it. They have formed a new story core whose job it is to hunker down and determine from now on. So the twins. A bunch of son-in-laws. Of, so the twins, Mara Jade, uh, all the characters that we know. Oh, um, my God. May or may not survive what the new story, because they want to be free to tell Star Wars Episode Seven and forward the way they want to. Poorly. So, Perhaps, or perhaps, perhaps good. Well, I was going to save that, but now I've made Nick Rick really need that second glass of wine. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's the question. Will Why do we assume that they will tell it poorly? I'm not assuming that. I am not assuming that. Because they're not talented enough to work within the framework of what's out there. There are plenty of additional stories that could be told. I would say this is one of the things with Star Wars fandom. That I can't remember who told the joke. I think it was like an, actually a Vanity Fair article. Yeah. Um, that Star Wars fans actually hate Star Wars. But I realized that what Star Wars fans love is the expanded universe. Just as I think to some extent, not, a, not quite the same with Star Trek, the novels in particular on Star Trek are what really kept fandom alive. Yes. And like, for many, many and for, years. And Doctor Who... Big Finish, yeah. the novels and the audio dramas kept fandom alive for Doctor Who and the for Target so long. books for a long time too. Right, I would say novels, but you're right; that's a different. Target yeah. was a specific Target, almost were, like a genre of yeah. novel. That, yeah, and that, those are the first I read. Yeah, that from the Sci-Fi Book Club. So um, I don't assume they're going to tell it poorly. I I worry because of their grinding out. A specific, it's going to be a Star Wars movie a year, but we'll get to movies a little bit because I want to focus right now. But I want to say, uh, well, on I want Marvel. to address that by saying they have some, they had some of the best science fiction writers working with that within that universe. No, I understand. Doing excellent work. I understand. Book after book, to have somebody come in there and say the only way I can do excellent work is by wiping out everything else. That's lazy. For for something that's been part of that fandom for decades. Mm-hmm. That's lazy, and that's that's a slap in the face. Of Did you enjoy Casino Royale? The, I enjoyed the Fleming novel. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, because Daniel Craig coming in a Bond was a reboot. So I mean, that's yeah. On one hand, we but could, it was still Casino Royale. And it was still true to the but book. But we could still look at it as we could look at it as this is a reboot. They yeah. want the right to. I mean, this is one of the things. Is look when they say. The expanded universe doesn't exist. Casino Royale's a no. pretty bad choice because of... I know, the- I know. I was just, <laughs> Look, I was floundering. I didn't know how upset you were going to get. I understand. I mean, like you're almost squeezing that wine glass and, you know, shards of glass digging in. Right. Um, and, and, and there's not even wine left anymore. It's just, <laughs> it's just dripping down on the table. No, that, uh, you know, it could very well be. When you say that, I mean, well, you're right. That's why I hate DC uh, <laughs> right now. It's like... They keep doing that, rebooting and rebooting. Oh, we'll get back to that, believe but, me. But the, new, but the expanded universe still exists if you can find the books. Yeah. And you'll still be able to read those, and, and you can accept that or not. Will Marvel do a good job? I don't know, because what we don't know at all is 
what resources are they going to put towards it? Yeah. When I ran the article over the weekend, the thing I, I said was, like, if Brian Michael Bendis has a Star Wars story in him, I'll bet that's going to be a really good story. Uh, yes. You know, or if Jonathan Hickman, let Jonathan Hickman do something. Yeah. But will Disney let them? That I don't know. We don't know how tightly, tightly wound this story group is going to make things be. Yeah, but that was what was so beautiful about Dark Horse is that for year after year after year, they wrote in all the different expanded timelines. Right. And they, they went into wonderful They work. went into corners that the movies, and this is why I like comics, you know, and why I've come to accept about comics adaptation to film is, like, why you blow your wad with all the, all the high-profile villains right off the bat yeah. is because you don't know you're going to get another movie. You don't know. Um, you're not going to see the individual movies that allowed for all the return of the Green Goblin or the, you know, the, the, they're just not going to happen. Yeah. So you've only got your trilogy, maybe, uh, maybe a little, maybe a couple more, and you're out. That's flamed out in film, but comics are going to be, uh, you know, a far more intense, uh, and, and 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 they require a lot more storytelling. Well, now I'm wondering what Del Rey is, what the deals can be with Del Rey. I bet that's going to go away too I because Dis- go because away. Disney has their own publishing line, yeah. Hyperion, and I don't know who Hyper- they have. Hyperion goes with some. Uh, I don't know if they have a, a paper a paperback line because I don't think I don't think Hyperion has done well. Who does? Um, I was just seeing because you just saw the play Peter and the Starcatchers uh, and the, the the Kingdom Keepers. That's Hyperion, but I don't think they do like the old uh, pocket paperback kind of thing. They're right. always they're still oversized trade editions, right? Of whatever, so I, you know, I think that's the other it's thing. The way most of the YA stuff is done, yeah. And yeah. so I have a feeling that that's what will happen with Star Wars. You'll yeah. see YA; they'll be mostly YA novels, and that's where the money is because YA people will read it, adults will read it, you'll buy it, yeah. And they know it; they don't have they don't have to put an extra effort in. So we'll see what happens with Star Wars and Marvel. Did you hear what you just said? I know, I know, they but don't it could have still, but it could in. still be good. Yeah, it could still, you know, put Ridley Pearson. On a Star Wars novel might be pretty interesting. That's the guy who wrote Kingdom Keepers and the P- Peter Pan prequels, right? Um, so you know they might have, but they don't have to go give as do as much. Let's move on because my soul needs refreshing. Okay. <laughs> you see what the next uh, summer crossover is for Marvel? Uh, no. Original Sin. What happens when what? The, when the Watcha? Sees watches some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some he shouldn't accede. This is the one where they had somebody. The... Somebody cacks the watcha. <laughs> this is the one that the had watches getting cacked. It had the the watch the the ground silhouette of the watcher, like crime scene watcher down. Right, watcher kinda. down. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, interesting. Are you, are you read, do you read Nova at all? Not at all. Because he just had a an interesting interaction with the watcher. Well, was, that's a thing of the past. Yeah. Um, so the watch is getting kicked, and uh, so it'll be that. It'll be the crossover coming after Inhumanity. He had it coming. He probably did. Yeah, he got ultimately nullified. Nullified. Yes. Um, the big end. We've lost Nate in all these uh, film noir Marvel geek references, um, and uh, I do want to say two more Marvel. It's like all my good good news in comics are uh, Marvel things. Because one thing that really ticked me off uh, when they announced the Guardians of the Galaxy movie at Comic-Con, yeah, the very next day, I went to every dealer's booth I could 
to find any of the collected Guardians of the Galaxy stuff that Dan right, Abnett and right, right. Abnett and Lanning had written. It was all out of print. It was all sold out because everybody like scoured the dealers the next the very next day to get all the trade paperbacks. Yeah, and Marvel's been. They're reissuing. I just saw. No, today. that's what I'm saying. Is that so? That's my news. That before okay. the movie comes out, they're going to re- reissue, starting with Annihilation. They're going to collect all the Guardians of the Galaxy stories that Abnett and Lanning wrote. Yeah. So that which is about very time, good stories. Because as great as as Bendis's book has been, that movie would not be getting made if Abnett and Lanning, who are great at space opera, if they had not uh, made the Guardians of the Galaxy. It? Absolutely. Right. But they're, they're, they, I just saw a collection of the, the one that's kind of bridging with Star-Lord mm-hmm. and uh, not, the Peter, not the Peter Quill, um, is it Star-Lord is, or Starhawk? Is it, it's, he's, he's, he's a different leader, and it's Charlie, Charlie X is in it. The old one, yes. They just re-released the original, oh, the Valentino Not the run. original one. The, the 80s mid, one. The one that the bridges one. the two. The Valentino series, yeah. the Jim Valentino series before he, he left for Image. Which made the which made the title popular, but that's still set in the thirty first century, right? Or the thirtieth century. Right. So that's the future Guardians of the Galaxy. Indeed. Not to confuse people, though those are good Although books. They I did bring them. those guys back into the twentieth century as but well, but not on a permanent, especially not on a permanent Vance level. Astrovic. Not on a permanent level, though. They they were like they came back and, and traveled. They traveled back in time for a little bit, and then they went back. To the oh, future. that's right. We got the pre. We have because the, Justice, the, the young kid, is Vance Astrovec, his kid from um, the... I'm pretty sure he's shown up in something recently. Because there's, because there's two Vance Astrovics. Yeah. And, that, and Van, the one that never goes off into space, because the timeline changed, that right. was, he was called Justice for a while, and he was part of those Skate Night Thrasher. Right. The, um, the, what's the name of that group, of that team, Nate? New Warriors? New Warriors, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, it's, they're being re-brought up in Nova. That's why. Nova's okay. actually a pretty decent book right now. Which you say every couple of weeks. Every couple of weeks, yes. Yeah. I won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, I'm very excited that those are going to come out and we can finally get those. And they're great books, and th- those guys deserve it. And I'm looking so forward to the movie. Um, and Gail Simone is returning to write Deadpool for the wedding special. She really made oh. her made her name writing Deadpool originally, and uh, so Deadpool's getting married to what? I have no That's idea. That's the big mystery. I know. I, it's uh, like they, that picture. Everyone, <laughs> all the crazies are in that that uh, yeah that big magazine. Did you skip over something though? No, I well I did. We we're going to go through our bags here and say. Um, ah, but did you read the uh, the Deadpool annual, which had uh, Madcap? Admit that I dropped. All Deadpool. Well, see the main, ago. the main I still enjoy, and uh, Ab, um, Ben Acker and Ben Blacker from Thrilling Adventure Hour wrote the annual, and it's and it was something I'd never thought of. So Deadpool teams up with Madcap, the other right. serial killer with a with a, a healing fat, an insane. Actually, there were a whole factor. bunch of them because Madcap showed up. There was a Wolverine uh, uh, series where they had all the indestructible villains that. Uh, yeah. They were trying to experiment on them and find out what the connecting factor was or something. Well, that's good, but they're not available on the stands right now. The Deadpool Annual that I'm recommending was... Uh, Actually, it is. It just got collected. It's on, on the what stands right now. was it called? Right the now. Invulnerable Villains of... No, I forgot what it was called, but it was really good. I recommended it when it came out. Um, great art. I wish I could remember the name of the artist. But anyway. All right. Great yeah. radio. Um, so, yeah. in our bags today... Nate, did you get a chance to go to Earth 2? 
Sure did. All righty. I'll let you go first then. Because I always end up going, wow, I should have bought that after you say it. So, Me? I got yes. Walking Dead. Of course. Ah. <laughs> what issue number are they up to? 119. Are they still doing the uh, All Out War? All Out War, yep. It was the uh, uh, number one selling book of 2013. That's wow, right. according to Diamond. The title in general. One single issue was the number really? one. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Because when you say overall, it probably is as well. Because as as Carr has pointed out, you know you can't track like who's buying the omnibuses versus right. the trade. Pay, See, I'm trade. buying the trades, and the latest trade is the March to War. Okay, so anyway, so you got oh, that. You're in for a treat. Oh, <laughs> should I should I store them up Nate, or read them as soon as possible? The trade? Yeah, I would just read the trade as soon as possible. Okay. Yeah, and then reread it when the next one comes out. There you go. Okay. There you go. I picked up um, the Marvel Point One, Marvel Now Point yes. One special. Yes. So probably not on your the free list one. as well. No, not the free one. That no. was actually one of the three books I brought with me. The too. one that cost me six dollars. Yeah. Um, right. Because I was gonna pass it up, and then I one I noticed you know Loki's on the cover, and Loki for reasons that are easily explainable, um, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, is like going to be the mastermind of the Marvel Universe, I think, in the next, uh, you know, because they're doing. That's uh, in my looking forward to in 2014. Loki, Agent of Asgard, Asgard is the book, you know. Yes. So apparently, this, I was going to pass it up, but then I asked Steve at Elusive, and he said, yeah, somebody came in and said, you're, the, it's like, really, it, it. it's going to funnel into every series that's coming out, and so it's going to be a center point. So it's like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I like the cover. Uh, you know, I like the Hulk in armor. I really do think that was a masterstroke, especially like it when he when he turns back into Banner. Well, I will say for those who, not that I'm one of these people, but you should point out that on the cover, which implies she's in there, is the Muslim Ms. Marvel. Yeah. So she'll be appearing in this. This would make like the second appearance because her book isn't going to come out until February. Right. Which, good lord, that's only a month away. Uh, but for me right now, sounds like next year. It feels so far away. But then I realize now, saying it aloud, oh, it's just next month. But still, uh, it'd be an early appearance. And if she takes off as a character, which I think she will, um, you know, people are going to be scrambling for books like this. Uh, you know, on the on the eBay. So, uh, what would you have next, Rick? Uh, well, I'll, I'm skipping my point one, and I'm going right to you may. Avengers World number one. Which yeah, uh, I would totally go to that. Jonathan part. Hickman, Nick Spencer. Um, yeah, I, I haven't even cracked this one open, but I am so going to enjoy Hickman. Just he writes so much stuff, and there's not a loser in the batch. I can say, if, yeah. What would a, a Hickman designed amusement park would probably be vaguely disturbing. If it was really Avengers World. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially, like, I, I wouldn't want to go to the Manhattan Project. You walk, in, you walk in and somebody says something disturbing that you don't understand until the end of the day. Yeah, that'd be and it. And then you realize, oh my God, we've narrowly avoided an existential crisis. And you realize you have to come back the next day. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it turns out it was the day before. So, um, Hey, Nate. Yes. Are you reading uh, Hulk still? Yes. Did you did you read? I just want. I just. This is just I'm three issues behind. Right fan now. gushing. Ah. Well, maybe you're. Maybe have you gotten to the point where they no. have they have the device no to turn him from no. from Hulk to Banner? 
No. No. That they drop into the desert is a big box. No. Oh, oh. I saw that. It's just it's just brilliant. Is that just... in Hulk? Was that in oh, Hulk wait, or was it something else? With the yeah, the puppies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But was that actually in an issue of Hulk, or was, was it, it one in of the Hulk crossovers? Or, it may have been in one of the crossovers. Yeah, this is absolutely that brilliant. Was, that was brilliant. And Told a wonder, you. wonderful Hulk likes puppies. Hulk likes puppies. <laughs> what you used all your own puppies? Where are we supposed to get sixteen puppies? <laughs> that was great. That's a. It is a nice touch. Uh, what, what what would be next on your stack that you'd recommend, Nate? Uh, let's see. I got Avengers World. Rick just said that. Yes. Yes. I did not have a big stack. I have a very small stack. I understand. Now. I'm trying to cut mine down as well. I don't want to cut it down, but oh, you know, well, you know, I had a big stack. I just didn't bring that much because it wasn't that noteworthy. Right, it's just right, right, right. Continuing stuff. Well, you know, so then I'll say the other thing that I that I picked up that is noteworthy. One because we reported that they they first they weren't going to run Frank Miller's cover, and yeah. then they found it. And this cover actually is an unused cover from. Uh, uh, All-Star Batman and Robin, which was a horrible book. Uh, but this is for Batman De- Detective Comics number 27. So a, a mega-sized anniversary issue. Because I guess this would actually be like Detective 800 or yeah. nine, you know something like that. It would have gone. So there's a lot of creators in there. The big thing that USA Today was touting is Brad Meltzer is rewriting, you know, suspense novelist and host of Brad Meltzer's Decoded on the History Channel is rewriting... The very first appearance of Batman in the original Detective Comics number twenty-seven. So, uh, so that's in there. So that's in here. Uh, Does that cover fit into any of the stories? Or I don't know. know. You tell me. Wow. As I look at the, you know, that's the slutty Catwoman. Not safe for work. No, no. I really, in hindsight, probably should have gone for the regular. Hindsight. Oh no, I didn't mean to. (laughs) Um. Peter Tomasi's in there. Um, Hero uh, Francesco Francavilla. I think that that is what I've been seeing is the little excerpts of like a Batman 1972, um, and then the beginning of Gothtopia, which is the next big. That looks interesting. So it's so in they here. started it in there. So they started it in here, uh. and not everybody would know that, you know. So, um, but this is it, and there's a pinup from Allred doing Batman 66. And, uh, you know, they're just looking like some interesting, different uh, things that are also going to involve uh, looking forward into Batman Beyond, since that's going to get more integrated into continuity. Yeah. So, you know, a variety of looks at Batman through the, through the years. And, uh, but the, the big thing is, it is eight bucks, and that's a, and that's a turnoff. Uh, but I, so I carefully it, it, budgeted it's it. It's fairly my, thick, but it is still eight bucks, and probably and I, about I half of it I couldn't care less if I read. Well, I don't know. I kind of like, if you're a Batman fan... Probably good, you know, but I don't know that all of it's continuity. I yeah. like like reading Batman Black and White. If a good creator has an interesting story, regardless of whether or not right. it fits in continuity, and I'll get back to you and tell you if I think that's that works here. I don't know. Okay. I don't know yet, but it's, it is noteworthy. So the next one I have is not a number one. It's not a new issue, but we haven't talked about it really, and that is Buck Rogers by Howard Shaken. Which I've been reading. That's on my stack uh, to, <laughs> to, to, to read. read. I bought the first three you issues should read I it. today. You should read it. It's really quite good. It's a, it's it's a true-to-the-original-Buck-Rogers storyline. The original original, not the Ar- TV show. Armageddon 2419. Right. And it's got a lot, of, a lot of kind of intricate politics and a lot of gray area as far as who the bad guys are. And I'm loving it. I'm actually... 
Uh, it's it's typical Howard Chaikin art. It's a little looking a little rushed for Howard, but maybe I, it's just he's getting a little older. Uh, I think it's. Um, I'll be honest. I think this is not the labor of love. That this might be the money job. It might might be, but I. Whoever, it's hard to know, but I. I if it's a money job, he's spending a lot of time on the plotting and the characterization well, of, of. I'm sure uh, that he's a big fan of the, of the original uh, of the original strip. So I, I would actually recommend you know you should you should catch up and tell me what you think. Uh, that maybe I'll try that tonight. I don't okay. know. I've got a lot of other stuff to do. But Nate, do you have any anything else you'd like to recommend? I got one more thing to recommend. I didn't even realize it came out today. Yeah. But volume two of Pong, the Wandering Shaolin Monk, is available. Through comic shops today. Oh, oh, excellent! We have that. We got ours through Kickstarter. That's right. You, you should tell your brother that I, the uh, the painting, the the big print, you know, the skinny long print. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I got that framed, and it's hanging Sweet. over my television. I will tell him that it was not inexpensive to frame because you cannot find a pre-made yeah. frame that'll fit that. <laughs> no, you can't. Well played, Costa. Well played. <laughs> He's got a deal going on he with has a Aaron deal Brothers. With Michaels, Aaron Brothers, and uh, what's the other one? University Art. <laughs> and that so Kickstarter had a kickback. That's excellent. So, so I had one more, which isn't really a recommendation. It's more a complaint. Okay. So, with the new Fifty Two, and we've got re- we're, we are relearning all of our heroes that we've known for many many years. Right. And Earth Two. Uh, just started with uh, Parad- Parademons of Apocalypse. Um, bringing back, uh, did you look at this cover? I'll have to look. Is that the new Batman who is, yes. Looks like Thomas Wayne. Yes, Batman. it is. He's got the grill, but he likes chamomile tea. Um, and a, a new red tornado. I brought this partially to represent my dislike for that JLA book that came out last uh, week. Okay, I haven't read that yet. But. The uh, the one that's the JLA taking over for the Legion of Superheroes in the future. Oh, JLA three thousand. That yeah, was yeah. Uh, came out a couple months, uh, a couple weeks ago. So I read that book. Yeah, I did too. I read JLA three thousand. I found absolutely nothing to like in that book. I thought every I, every character was despicable, and it I made no sense. Didn't it was, care. It was an attempt to be edgy. Yeah, and I think I'll tell you what. Honestly, if it had been as originally announced, Kevin McGuire doing the art instead of uh, Howard Porter, I might have found more to like because I would have at least gotten lost in the art. Yeah, but I found everybody prickly. The constantly fighting for the sake of fighting, and I wasn't sure who the good guys were supposed to be. No idea. Not even. And I, I, I was thinking it might be one of the Wonder Twins, but certainly not. Um, yeah, I found it a mess. I yeah. found it an interesting idea, and it's kind but of it's, not as well executed. It's as kind it of been. for me. It's it's everything that's wrong with the new Fifty Two, because we've already got a, a world that's been changed so much. We're still getting reused to it, and now they've got to throw this kind of like this is kind of the world you're used to, but back it's the same old, same old, but no compelling reason to follow it. And it's a thirty first century that doesn't have a legion because at the end of Legion Superheroes they implied. That Legion Superheroes was were the Legion of Earth Two. Yes. So this is what happened on Earth One. So that's a brand new concept. Right. It's a future we don't know. And then you've got a lot of characters that are very much like that in Earth Two. Yeah. Coming in with Apocalypse and and a now kind of distraught, destroyed Earth 
No, I think... in the wake, and I'm I'm like, I was liking Earth Two. Well, I like for James a while. Robinson writing Earth Two. This new but guy, Tom Taylor. No, I'm just it's, not. I'm, it's it's, it's gone. For it's me. all cynical. Yeah, there's this is back to when it's going to echo and it's going to be my theme for 2014. Why do we read comics? Even The Walking Dead, to some extent, yeah. and, and it is they're offering hope in the face of disaster. I would read Marvel for the kind of realistic hero with problems and stuff, and I would read DC as kind of like a palate cleanser. Okay. DC was like the characters that glowed, that they were, they were shiny. They, they, they showed us the they, best we could the be. The best we could be, exactly. It's a and, Superman And thing. now they think that the way that they're trying desperately to be what they think Marvel is, and Marvel left that behind because now I'm reading Marvel and going, yeah, I'm yep. totally into yep. Tony Stark overcoming his own ego and being this. And I'm totally into uh, the Avengers and Captain America struggling with what does it mean to be an American and yep. still not giving up and being the best that we can. You know, it's like, exactly. So, DC, get your head out of it. Yep. I mean, the interesting thing in Forever Evil is that Lex Luthor is probably going to turn good. Uh, and, and, and that in Forever Evil, the miniseries, feels somewhat organic. And that's the most, it's, it's logical from the way Lex Luthor's so really been portrayed. I'm a little behind on, on finishing up Forever Evil. Well, I mean, if you read the first issue, you, you, the first yeah, issue, uh, you can tell yeah. that Lex Luthor realizes he may be the Earth's only hope. Yeah. Because once Superman's dead in Lex Luthor's psychosis, Superman's gone. I'm the greatest man on Earth. Right. I have an obligation to protect him. Got to step up. Got to step up. So yeah. that's what's happening. And I'm like, okay, that I'm actually enjoying. So I can't believe that I'm enjoying that big crossover. Yeah. But I am. Um, I'm not enjoying the ancillary books, though, because they have nothing new to offer me. Yeah. And action and Superman are so hit and miss. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I, I'm ready to There drop. have been some really, really good Superman stories, and yeah. there have been some that I just kind of went, I have no idea what you're trying to do here. No, they're, they're reminding me. They've gone into the groove of what it was after John Byrne left. Yeah. After Crisis, and you had four Superman stories a month, and uh, books a month, and you just had to follow the little triangle, and... <laughs> Remember the triangle numbering? Yeah. That was great. And you follow the little triangle, and that's... And it was just like... It's like, why do you a, name them differently if we're supposed of, to read them in this order? A lot of stories just didn't matter, and that's what's yeah. happening with, with Superman. Be, you know, and so it's a shame, because it started off so well with Grant Morrison... Oh yeah, on action, and then you know it's just. But it, you read the you read the different books for a different type of story. I you know what Superman. I never did, I never did. You know I mean I I, I know that people said like detective for Batman he's more detective oriented. I oh, no no I meant the Superman stuff like when they when they first brought yeah. out the Rags oh, yeah. Morales early Superman yeah. stories right and with five years ones, yeah. with five years earlier yes that was cool I like that yeah so anyway that's it should we move on to movies we should should we um. Well, uh, both Rick and I saw, and I don't know if if uh, Nate did as well, but but separately, say Nick and I, uh, Rick and I both saw uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, yep. which is a fantasy story. Oh, I story. want to see that. You did, or you? Uh, I want to you make want sure to. you take Tiffany. Yes, it's I a, want I, her. I, to my it. God, it's got to be a fantastic date movie. It's a date movie that guys can get into. Yeah, I, I well, you know, I got to say, I like, I, I, I feel like somehow culturally, I'm in a minority. That I really like Ben Stiller. I, I do too. I think he's a great director. Uh, I noted uh, we get to that's say, a minority. Minority of people like Ben Stiller. 
Well, I, I feel like a, like, the, like uh, there's a lot of people that like to just go. It's, it's kind of hip to this, this Ben Stiller, yeah. and I think the thing is he's really good at. He's a comedian who can be both the really wacky comedian, but also he can be every man. And yeah. Walter Mitty is an every man role, and it's like this is there are a lot of Walter Mitty's out there, and um, it's also by the way the film is edited by uh, Sunnyvale's own uh, Greg Hayden who directed me in high school in a production of Oliver. So uh, it's just kind of an odd local connection. And I was like, oh, there's Greg again, because he did uh, Tropic Thunder. And I saw that, and I was like, I wondered if that's the same Greg Hayden, because I knew he was in the movies. And then on the extras, you know, someone went, hey, yeah, he directed yeah. me. So anyway, uh, it's really well edited, really. Uh, I'm just saying so that Greg Terrific script. Jobs, but, it's I mean, a, but it was a good script. It was a fun, uh, moving film. Um, and uh, Rick and I were talking ahead of time. Like I saw Anchorman the day after, and Kristen Wiig is in both. Yeah. And in Kristen Wiig, uh, Kristen Wiig in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty is the woman ev- every man would be absolutely lucky as hell to fall in love with. But she's not the she's not the but she's not unattainable she's not a vampy or right. unattainable. Well, that's why I say anything. she's she's no, just, you know what you're not lucky to fall in love with a vampy unattainable woman. Right. We do it because we're idiots. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, some I like have to go Nate, back and reparse your original. Some like there. Nate use the hypno disc, but you know that's <laughs> no, I I kid. Uh, but you know it is that she really felt real. Everybody in there, yeah. The extras are all very real. Um, you know for. For the fact, like Sean Penn being one of probably the most hated actors in Hollywood. I just loved every scene he was in. He even is, when he's just in a still, photo- still even photograph. If you, even if you don't agree with the guy's politics personally, oh. you got to say at least Sean Penn goes out there and lives and lives to his convictions, and it comes through in his performances. Oh yeah, and I just and, and he yeah, it's a, it's not as big a role as you'd think. No. from the trailers, but every moment counts with Sean Penn. It's it's kind of like. Uh, it's kind of like an apocalypse now. It's like Brando. He's just up at the end, but not. Uh, we've given away the secret. He weighs five hundred pounds and he's bald. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I I thought it was very moving. The only thing I the other thing I'd say is I was talking about it with Lon at, on Monday night and a couple other guys that had no idea that it was a short story. And some of the audience listeners now right might, might now go short story. Short story? Um, and so I don't know why they bothered with that title. Though it's a good title, yeah. nobody knows that short story, which actually bears very little resemblance beyond the basic conceit of a guy fantasizes about being so much more than he is. And the Daydreams. Short, and the short story is an absolute comedy, out and out, just henpecked husband who imagines being a race car driver and I think a submarine commander. And I can't remember what the third is. It's just uh, it's, uh, two or three things. Uh, it's illustrated, too. And right. there's well, I mean, you, there could be an illustrated edition. It wasn't specifically. I'm I, I don't some think very specific illustration. Thurber might have. I think he, he did. He did his own pick. You're right. Yeah. You're right. He may have done a little car- cartoon there. Uh, in the 70s, there was an animated series from Filmation called "The Secret Life of Waldo Kitty," uh, <laughs> "Secret Lives of Waldo Kitty," which is like I remember from it because he would often imagine himself to be Captain Kirk, and so I thought that was really funny. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, so. It was a. It, I totally recommend for Nate the uh, it as a date film, Anchorman two maybe not so much, um, but but well, we was, went but, and saw that already. But the flip side is that Kristen Wiig is absolutely goofy, and Saturday Night Livey in 
uh, Anchorman 2, and then just the day before I saw her with Walter Mitty being like, this is such a real woman that you'd be so lucky to meet, to know. she was also to in meet, that, the one with, with all the uh, bridesmaids and stuff, too. Bridesmaids? Is that called bridesmaids? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's like clean in the nose. And then there was that one about the Star Wars. Uh, yes, uh, that would be Star Trek. Uh, that would be into darkness, but no, I mean, she she's she's just such a developed character. I I am really anticipating she's going to do a straight drama film anytime now. No, she already has. Which one? But uh, now I can't think of the title, and I'll email you later. We'll make a correction. Okay. Um, I don't think that it's gotten um released. She hasn't had her uh, Philadelphia no, yet. No, I think it's I, I think it's gonna be a, it's a straight to video because it's like a little indie thing. Oh, okay. It's about a woman who um I think she threatens to commit suicide or tries to commit suicide and doesn't but she's left a note and so and then so she gets remanded to having to live with her mother and it's like dealing with all the all the things that Nasty were the, baby. No, that's not it. Welcome that, to me. No. Nate's on the Skeleton internet. Skeleton twins. No. <laughs> Nate. How to train your dragon too. No, that's not it. <laughs> what? Her? It's not her. Is she in her? Yeah. Oh, she's a voice in her. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Okay. Wait, no, I'll get it. Okay. I don't know why I always let you do it because I have the same app. Uh, girl most likely. That's it. The girl most likely because she's uh. like a, like a, uh, the one that uh, Charlize Theron was in. Um, young adult. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a far more dramatic, straightforward dealing with that, that. came out July 18th, 2013. Yeah, it didn't get much. It, I uh. don't think it actually got a theatrical. I think it was a VOD. It's foreign. Wow. It's it, in it, may be, it may be. No, no, it's not. Uh, she, July 18, 2013, Netherlands. It's meaning, Slavic. Meaning, it's a- meaning perhaps it was released in the Netherlands. It is not. It is not a Dutch film. Uh, it is it's not. dubbed into Turkish and doesn't no, have subtitles. She did not learn to speak Dutch. <laughs> um, oh, jeez, Nate. Uh, so anyway, she's uh, you know absolutely amazing. So I, I actually, it's a movie I want to see because I think you're you're right. She's going to, in about two three years, get this role where where the slow people are going to go. She's a great dramatic actress. She, she could be. She could be. Heading for her Glenn Close uh, career. Well, and you know what I'd you say? Know? The thing is, because a lot of comedians, you know, get, get short shrift on this. But really, you know, it's funny because, like, John C. Riley to me is the opposite. I've never seen a dramatic actor. And John Hamm, the same way, so desperate to be funny. Yeah. And they are funny. Yeah. But, they're, but they're, like, they first established as these great dramatic actors. And then it's like, oh, I want to show my lighter side. But the reality is that guy, if you see somebody as a comedian first, most of them, are really incredibly good dramatic actors because, I hate to say it, but it's true, comedy is a hell of a lot harder Yeah, to have that timing. I mean, you know, it's, you know, my disappointment that Jim Carrey has done all those dramas where he is so much trying to be actor, uh, Oscar bait, yeah. instead of just just act. You know, you're good. You know, the Majestic's a little long, but, you know, Truman Show, awesome. So, you know, wacky comedians can do great stuff, great dramatic stuff. If John Belushi hadn't died, Belushi might have blown us away. Truthfully, true. you know, people say that, and it's like remake no, Apocalypse I, Now. I well, no, what was the he because in that first in the first couple seasons of, of uh, Saturday Night Live, if they had a dramatic actor guest host, they just did dramatic scenes. Yeah. You know, there's a scene with Belushi and and uh, Sissy Spacek that's like this is just sad. 
And people don't think about that one because, you know, they think, oh, the bees were on every week. And uh, he, they was, he was pretty straight and great divide. Continental divide. Continental divide. Yeah. And that was his last role. Yeah. So, you know, that's, and that, was, that was the one that was going to change everything. And, you know, then he yeah. died. So, okay. Enough ranting about that. Um, I also have The Secret Life of Boba Fetty. That is the Star Wars uh, movie after Episode 7. They announced this week that there's going to be Episode 7, uh, that Lawrence Kasdan is writing The Solo Adventures of Young Boba Fett. So this is their plan. This is why you don't need a bunch of novels, Rick. They're going to have at least one movie set in an expanded universe per year. Yay. Yay. <laughs> We're going to get Droids, the movie. Wow. There's going to be Ewoks, the movie. Funny. Droids and Ewoks, not canon. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore but we're gonna start over uh so yeah we just don't know but anyway they did announce lawrence kazan's gonna do that i have no idea you know what they're gonna do for, for, with it but that's 2016 they could go back to that star wars christmas special and redo that that is actually what lon and i said on moron versus fanboy <laughs> really? this week is well no <laughs> What we said was that's the best part of the Star Wars holiday special is the, is Boba the, Fett. Is the animated the Boba Fett, although Boba Fett is a very different personality right. in that than he was in the later movie. So um, that would be interesting. If they don't scrape the bottom of the barrel and make like the Jar Jar, the untold story of Jar Jar Binks. Wow. But uh, although I actually, he was so misunderstood. Actually, no, I think that's what the solo, we also said that we think that's what the solo film should be is Boba Fett gets a contract to take out an ancient. <laughs> Jar Jar, Jar, Jar Binks, Binks. Uh, and then all of fandom. So who's the hero? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Don't pretend there's a gray area on this one. Sometimes bad's got to be put down. Um, so anyway, so the opening scene is Boba Fett crawling out of uh, the Sarlacc pit. That is exactly what Sarlacc we said. Pit. That's exactly what we said on Moron versus Fanboy. Yeah. Which clearly you guys didn't watch yet, but that's okay. I'm four behind. I've watched. You're two. four behind. Aww. There are four of them? There are five. <laughs> There's five. I watched the first one. Okay, yeah. I'm ahead of Nate. Okay, good. Yeah, the fifth the fifth episode went up yesterday. So, um, anyway, uh, movie-wise, beyond we already talked about the Lucasfilm story group. We don't know what that's you know, going to mean. Um, Nate, over Christmas break, sent us this casting notice about Fantastic Four, which broke my soul. Do you remember this, Rick? I know it was weeks, a couple weeks ago, and it was at least three glasses of wine before. Okay. Yeah. Well, you knew that Michael B. Richards, is that the guy's name, um, that's going to play Johnny Storm? Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan. I'm sorry. Michael B. Jordan uh, is going to play Johnny Storm, and that's the only, ca- the only casting. It, it, if that was a legitimate <coughs> casting call, the description okay. was. I'm looking at it. That, that is re- a legit casting call. That, this Reed, guy... that Reed Richards and Benjamin Grimm are two oh, buddies yeah, I remember this now. that develop powers, and then they later cross paths with the separately developed powers of the of Johnny Storm and Susan Storm. Yeah. Uh, and the only ca- the car- person cast is Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm. Um, so basically, it seems to me that. They are re- the fa- the uh, 20th Century Fox is trying to revamp the Fantastic Four as a variation on mutants, so that they can make it all lead into a Fantastic Four X Men crossover, which the rumor has cropped up twice. Because that could this only week. happen if they're all mutants. That's the way Hollywood thinks. Oh my god! So, I'm not noting that every person in because like, you know here the problem is, even in the Avengers and Shield. 
there's this recurring thing of everybody's trying to recreate the super soldier formula. Yeah. So Fox is thinking, some executive at Fox is going, we don't have to create a super soldier formula. We have the mutant formula, and everybody's got it. Yay! Yay. So that's the only way people can have superpowers. Not understanding that weird dichotomy of Fantastic Four got their powers by an accident, and well, people the, love them. The thing is, they do we want? Them. Do the, we want to hear the uh, the the casting call? I'll sure. read it right now. Sure, go ahead, Nate. Oh, <laughs> you can't even do it. What did you have for Skip dinner? Skip forward a few minutes if you don't want to be pissed off. <laughs> hey, what did you have for dinner, Nate? And how does it taste having just come back up in your mouth? <laughs> I had sloppy joes in there. Oh, delicious. oh, oh my god. <laughs> Auditions are being held in Los Angeles, and all roles are up for grabs with the exception of Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. Blah, blah, blah. The Fantastic Four will tell the tale of two very young friends, Reed Richards and Ben Grimm. After an event transforms the boys, they find themselves empowered with bizarre new abilities. Reed becomes a scientific genius who can stretch, twist, and reshape his body to inhuman proportions. Ben becomes a monstrous, craggy humanoid with orange, rock-like skin and super strength. However, the two end up being owned by the government and used as weapons. But after they mature, two others with powers come into the picture. Sue Storm, the Invisible Girl, and Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. So, God help us. So there, I, I, I was raising Even my Coco fingers disagreed. as there were things that just broke me in that. First off, they refer to them as boys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Second, Very young friends. Second, the the accident. What? How, what did they say? The accident or an event? An event. So the event makes Reed Richards a brilliant scientist. Right. And flexible. Right. And that they that that John. The whole thing about the Fantastic Four was they all went up at the same time. And they got the various parts of the elements. No, and, as... the, and the event is now going to actually be the California State adoption of the Common <laughs> Core standards. <laughs> but 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 they they they're, it's earth, fire, air, and water, right? It's 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 the elements. That's the Fantastic Four. They they got them all at the same time because it was all divided up between them by the cosmic rays. And yeah, now they're going to. Do we just... want to know who will never work in Hollywood again? Me? Who will that be? Filmmaker Josh Trank, who will direct. Yay. Yes. Screenplay written by Jeremy Slater with revisions and polishes by Simon Kinberg. Must be nice Simon to know Kinberg. somebody's going to polish your work. Uh, no, Simon Kinberg is working again because he's written X-Men Days of Future Past and is already hard at work at X-Men Apocalypse. So is he polishing because he's now in charge of the Marvel Universe? Working under Mark Sony? What? W- w- uh, Marvel Universe slash Fox. Fox. Sony is Spider-Man. Sorry, Spider-Man, you're right. Oh, don't do this. Don't do this to me, man. I say um, them with equal disdain. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Kinberg signed a three-year deal with Fox in He's working under, he's wonder, uh, working under Mark Miller, but yes, he's pretty much going so to three, be. A three-year? Yeah. So that's one film? No, because he's doing three films. Oh, he's doing three films in three years. Days, uh, he did uh, Days of Future Past. He's doing Apocalypse, and he's already written the, done the polish on the Fantastic Four. Wow. Oh, God. That we know of, and then who knows? Then there's X-Force coming. So, uh, you know, maybe he's writing the X-Force film, too. I just don't know. So uh, that just hurt, and we go there. 
The, uh, maybe on a more hopeful note, this week uh, Edgar Wright posted a photo, a uh, still from Avengers Assemble, the animated series of Ant-Man, uh, saying, I'm just doing a little homework. And it was from the episode in which Scott Lang stole all the uh, Ant-Man equipment. Oh, good. So now the question is, is Paul Rudd playing Scott. Hank Pym or Scott Lang? Right. So we've totally ruled out the... Uh the what was it the abominable ant man the the uh the the incorrigible ant man incorrigible ant man i can't remember what a secret entity was but yeah i think they have i think because they're, they're describing this how like this is the same how thing the films have had the have had the kind of like other genre pasted onto them they're describing ant man as the heist film and so um, um since scott lang actually stole all that to help you know get so he could, so he could steal things and get money, money for his, his daughter, for Cassie's yeah. uh, cancer treatments. Um, then it's likely that uh, Scott Lang makes a perfect, you know, it, it fits in the heist film kind of thing. And then you know maybe Paul Rudd is just a little more happy-go-lucky that way. Hank, you know, although I could see them the way they re- redid Hank Pym after Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, could also be that happy-go-lucky. So I don't know. Yeah. But it's interesting and more fun to speculate out. Like, there was a lot of casting news over the over the break. There were things like, but we knew that. Why are they announcing that now? Like, oh, they confirmed that Vin Diesel is going to be Groot, which we've all said, what the hell Seen else the was going to be? the video of him up on the stilts. Okay, the weird thing i got to say to Nate is that while you were describing, finding that casting notice, there's a big screen TV behind me. Spike TV showing some movie with Vin Diesel, so there's the coincidence. But the Chiron said, as they did an overhead shot of a suburban neighborhood, Valencia, California. <laughs> so right now... Wave, Nate. Vin Diesel. Hi! <laughs> oh, no. Vin Diesel broke into Nate's apartment. Uh, so uh, it was just a weird weird coincidence. Dis- distracted me. Uh, so that's it. Television, television. Um, the UK got Sherlock. We can't really talk about season three of Sherlock. I don't know how he came back from the dead, but obviously... By the very existence of season three, he, he did. did. Uh, but today, Stephen Moffat uh, has admitted that they're on, they're working on the scripts for seasons four and five. So now, um, the Cumber—I don't like the nickname for the for his fans. But can we there, say there it? are two of them though? There's, there's. The Tell Cumber- me, there's a clean one. <sighs> there's not, is there? I don't like that fans, well, at least they self-identify this way yeah, as true. as they are. And I'm sorry, I'm only saying this you because... Know, no, no, I think the B word is actually, it's one of those things where they've come to... It's like they've, they've owned it. You know, it's kind of like they're, they're affirming of... They're the Cumber Batmans. Right. And, uh, but I have seen uh, lamenting among my Benedict Cumberbatch fans, fan friends on Facebook of like, well, there goes the next 10 years. We wait for seasons four and five to be done, <laughs> you know? So right. um, there's, you know... I'm looking forward. I've we get heard it on. Benedict TV. is going to be in uh, in the uh, the Star Wars films. That is a rumor. That is a legitimate rumor. So that'll slow Sherlock down a little bit. Um, he's also um, what was I going to say? So he's making his American accent debut in August, Osage County. Oh yeah. So uh, I'll be interested to hear that. And um, yeah. So we get that uh, Sherlock is like January nineteenth on PBS on it's Masterpiece the 19th Theater. Eighteenth, Ma- yeah, it's Masterpiece Theater. So uh, you know that's that's how we're gonna stay with how we're gonna watch it because we don't do I'm things. I'm building a time machine. Yeah, no, you're not. 
Um, and if you are, I can't know about it. Um, except when I ask you to uh, show me what, how to work it. Uh, so anyway, um, I want to hold Nate's interest longer here. So let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which really brought it last, brought it last night. That was the best episode. Damn it. I, one, I'm going to admit on the air, I'm pissed at you, Rick. Yeah? I'm pissed because you oh, spoiled really? it on Facebook. Spo- you did. It. You spoiled the ending. Um, and I spoiled the post-credits scene. <laughs> and I may be wrong. No, you're not. You're not <laughs> wrong. And, and so I'm watching the whole episode waiting for that spoiler to pop up today. <laughs> it was a banquet. And Sorry. Like, Damn it. It was all Damn over it. Twitter. It was no, all I, over Twitter. Well, I don't read my Twitter feed on Tuesday nights. Uh, I only read it when, it says, when someone mentions me. Um, <laughs> well, I, I put it on Twitter. I forgot it goes to my Facebook. You too. son of a... Okay, anyway. Uh, you son of a cumberbatch. Uh, <laughs> you, sir. Uh, so... Uh, so we can talk about it now, right? We can talk about it. Did you watch it, Nate? Did I watch the post credit scene? Did you watch S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or the show? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so, yes. You watched the post credit scene, didn't you? I don't know. <laughs> we have the, so. the superhero the recovering from the bur- you, burns. You seem, you seem so defeated. Uh, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. So you didn't realize who that is. Do you? What do we mean? Do you know who it is? The fact that while he's looking at the window, there's like text that pops up in his eye and is talking to him. Even though we have seen Centipede do that before. Right. This implies something. He's supposed to be Deathlock? He's Deathlock. Yep. Yes. So um, So my text was. Luther Manning. You just said Luther Manning. Luther Manning? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, granted, the other 299 of your Facebook friends are going to go, who? <laughs> but I had to see it in my feed. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Because uh, they didn't say Luther Manning in it. Right no, now. they didn't. They didn't. They, it's not his name. He's not. Well, there are four different Deathlocks. I know. Uh, I had explained Deathlock to Debbie last night. And, and, and I went, her eyes just sure rolled up in the back Death of her head. His, his wounds and, are and, just right. And, and they're, they're all right. Everything is right. And now, and, and I'm, I'm going to say that having watched it, knowing that that's what Rick hypothesized. I'm just going to hammer this home. Uh, that, that <laughs> Rick had spoiled for me, so I was look. I was looking out for it as soon as he <laughs> sat. Thing. As soon as he Is sat up behind the bush. <laughs> as he sat. As soon as he sat up in the bed, and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, yes, one eye is gone. One, the leg is gone. His arms are already got have cybernetic implants. One arm is horribly burned and probably withered, <coughs> so that's where the gun will go. Yeah, and it's the right arm, you know. So yes, um, and then it, you get the computer text. It's going to be a death lock because, but you know what? And there and and it's absolutely the right move to make. Yeah, because that's not going to. You couldn't do a solo. It would steal the thunder of uh, Ultron. You couldn't do a solo film where a death lock would show up. Right. There'd be a very low budget. The reality is. It's got to be a TV series thing now. And Shield is uh, Deathlock is a Shield property at the moment. Yes. I think in the Marvel universe. Yes. So that all made perfect sense. Um, I was really freaked out. I'm st- okay. You may say LMD still, Nate. I was just freaked out by that everything scene? going on with that. That scene like, was. They blew half LMG. a season. They blew half a season's budget I to create not, the visuals for that, and I, I was just like, I could not believe they were showing that before nine o'clock. And I could not believe what they, and and just the you know oh yeah no I I thought great episode really tense I loved Sky's bit in it I I do 
I'm going to agree with the, you know, I don't think that most of the young pretty agents yeah. are particularly great actors. But they, but this was the first or maybe the second episode where I felt it doesn't really matter. Right. If your plotting and your action carries me fast enough and I don't notice the poor production values and maybe that they were cast because they were pretty and I'll grant you sky is gorgeous. Um that and, and I find myself distracted by Boy, for being a field agent and having no one to impress, she sure spends a lot of time dolling up. Uh, I did love the fact that I've got to solve the case. Let's go shopping. Yeah, you know, so, um, but I just thought it was a great, great episode. Yeah. And totally moved it. And it's a shame that it took them so long to, because I know they've lost a lot of rating uh, viewers, is to, to deliver the show that we thought we were going to get from the beginning. We haven't talked about what a magnetic and interesting character the woman in the flower dress is. Things Ray. changed. It got very gray. Yeah. And and that's and, and and that's good. And I love that little detail of what's with the flowers. I'm glad you noticed. I just like flowers. It's like yeah. yes, sometimes flowers are just flowers, just flowers and people yeah. just have a motif, you know? So yeah. I it was like that was really good. Now I saw um Jamal Eigel on Facebook said he knows he thinks he knows who the um, clairvoyant, who the clairvoyant is. is, but I don't really have any thoughts as to who that could be. Mentallo and the Fixer are both uh, old time Shield uh, villains. Um, okay, and then there's the whole thing about Shield has this psionics uh, group in the sub 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 basement that, but but. Colson's claiming that doesn't exist. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean squad. I know. Yeah, it, it, it existed all the way back to the Stranko Nick Fury. So. I understand. That. I'm saying, but Colson has specifically said that doesn't exist. Well, the whole thing with Colson now is. But I love the frustration and description of that. Like we saw you die. Yeah. He knows you died, and everything's blank, and we don't know how you came back. Yeah. You know, it was that anger was great. No, uh, um, Clark Gregg had a. That was just. The, uh, he had such a. He makes that show a wonderful bit to to act through ah and the whole thing about me the whole casual discussion between him and the woman in the flower dress whose name i can't raise or raya so when they're both just sitting he's sitting like on the edge of the bed she's over on the other side of the room and they're just casually she's off the guy before he before her right and now they're just talking about whether or not he should put his own head into that and then it's a moral and then and then she talks him into it yeah it's like I, it was great. That yeah. was what. That's what I've been waiting for. Good, good writing. Yeah, great writing. Great plotting. Gush, gush, gush. Gush, gush. Absolutely. So love that. Then, <laughs> no. Um. And 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 speaking of again in casting rumors that we've already like talked about, but suddenly became news again last weekend. The Daily Mail said that Haley Atwell had signed for the Agent Carter series. Like, well, we know that if they go forward with it, who else are they going to sign? Yeah. And what else is she doing? So that's not really news, but it popped up again in the cycle. Um, so, you know, I guess because I, I guess for us, I think there's two cycles of news. I think that, like, L.A. Times Hero Complex um, has reported news, you know, reports the news. And that gets that. And, and, but that's become almost like it's a website and a... A little L.A. Times side magazine all to its own. Yeah. So that's the news. So people could probably pick up the L.A. Times and not notice that that, exi- that, that that kind of news got out there. They're not reading that section. And then a couple months later, it's a slow news day, and somebody picks up that news, and then it becomes big news in the mainstream. You know, Or not big news, but it just kind of pops up again. And then because the state of nerd journalism is so bad, everybody goes, What? 
we forgot, totally forgot, we speculated about this three months ago, and now it's a cool, you know, now it's another new, it's new great news story. It's like, no, it's not. We talked about it. We talked about it. So, anyway, there. Again, my rant about nerd journalism. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nerdalism. That'll um, solve it. Yeah. You're a nerdalist. I am, and I'm proud to be a nerdalist. I do my homework. Um, I do. Nerdalism major. I, well, I almost was. Uh, we should we should talk about the doctor be- and then come back to the other one. Okay. Yes. Um, so What's the other one, things we're looking forward to in 2014. Well, that's that's the follow. Uh, that's follow. the closer. So, uh, doc- uh, yes. Uh, while we were gone, of course, it's Christmas Day. The- so I have time to use the restroom. You, right do. you do. Go run. Go, go run now. Go. 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 Close the door, though. We don't need the. Uh, we don't need to hear it. 20- yeah, I'll take the headphones off and just leave them in the bedroom. How that's that? a good idea. <laughs> He's so kind to us. 2013 ended. Uh, 2013, Doctor Who, Christmas Day, fifth, uh, the time of the Doctor, the last, the farewell episode to Matt Smith. He said farewell. Yep. We wept. Uh, yep. And uh, I that, was reading a lot of backlash on this one. And I think they're full of crap. I think so too. I, I think this was this was a wonderful way to say goodbye to an actor. And to explore some things about the doctor at the same time, and about about re- the the the. the uh, I feel though I might have been too sentimental in it. I think my ar- the article I ran on Fanboy Planet summing up my feelings was um, because I'm tied into. And the funny thing is, like I wrote that article before I actually showed the, showed the episode to my son. Yeah. Who, and I don't think I, I I think I kind of alluded to this on Facebook, and I thought this was really cool. So again, running my son is nine. Uh, and he has a, he got a new iPad, and we're sitting there watching. And he sense as soon as he as Matt Smith starts delivering that final monologue, says, "Pause it. I need to write this down because his fourth grade teacher, third grade teacher, um, would come into class with like inspirational quotes of the day, things to think of." And he wow. said, "I want to give this to her." So we had to kind of we had to slowly transcribe go through it. it and transcribe the final speech because he was moved. And then I thought, but he wasn't sad. He was like going watching and he got it. And he handled it so much better than I did. Yeah. Because I watched that and I'm crying and going, oh, it's this loss of innocence and blah blah, you know, and all this and the fairy tales ending. And because that's how I choose to believe it is that's yeah. that whole Matt Smith thing has been a fairy tale. Yeah. And the fairy tale had to end and come full circle. But then my son afterwards, as soon as Peter Capaldi shows up, he goes, the episode stops and he, goes, and he ends and he goes, that was great. You can hardly wait to see who the next 12 doctors are. <laughs> and, you know, he was like, so when, it, so, and I thought he was going to be sad because he's mostly watched Matt Smith and loved it. Yeah. And he's on to, he, but he's gotten the concept so fully that he's like, no, it changes. That's exactly what he was saying. And. Boom, and, and we can always go back and watch those. And now, what is Peter Capaldi going to be like? And he was just, he's raring to go for the August 2014 launch of Peter Capaldi. Yeah. So um, we haven't even seen what he's going to be dressed like. They, they, no, they, they released the first official photo, and he's still wearing Matt Smith's clothes. Yeah. Which, that could have just been a wild party. Well, remember but, how long it took. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's been one hell of a farewell celebration. It, sometimes it takes these Time Lords a whole episode to figure out what they're going to wear the next uh, uh That's true. But season. I haven't watched that many transitions. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I just think you're right. It was an exploration of 
everything that his run had been about. And one of the articles I read, it said, like, you know, Matt Smith was the greatest doctor with the poorest writer. And I think that's just not true because he wouldn't have been this doctor if Moffat's concept hadn't been there. And it, the it, it reminded me a lot of the episode of Star Trek where Picard is engaged. Is, is 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 struck with Oh, guess who just <laughs> tap tapped and came back? It's it, he's struck with this alien technology that that makes him relive the life of a person who no yeah. longer lives on the planet. Yeah, and he actually picks up. Uh, he learns how to play the flute. And he, uh, things right. that go on through and it changed him. And the same same way you had Matt Smith living the rest of his life during the course of this episode. I know, and it was sad. It was beautiful. And but he was living through generations of the of the um, the natives. Well, and here what comes through is. I mean, and which very few, I think I may be the only person I've read comment on this, is that essentially, because he becomes the toy maker, he's in a town called Christmas, he becomes Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And, but then he also somewhat resembles William Hartnell, so it's come full circle for 50th yeah. anniversary and say farewell to that old man. Yep. And his exterior has become what his interior always was. Yeah. And, and those moments when he dropped that, which is what made him great, why I loved him. I did not want to love him, but at the end of uh, the first season, the Pandorica opens. And, the, and, and, and he would just kind of like and you'd see look that, up and you'd just see a different face. And you could see the pain. You could heart, see the okay. anger. And, yeah. the, and the hundreds of years. Yeah. And, you know, and then, and then you know, like Luke was, was puzzled by... Uh, you know, like, why did he come back after he promised Clara that he wouldn't leave? It's like, well, because he'd also made the promise to a child. And this is the thing. His whole run has been about that. The episodes that have the most resonance with most people, the episodes where the doctor seems to go against what he wanted to do have been because there's been a child crying. And you don't even think about that as much. And I've got to rewatch Tenet. I don't think Tenet interacted with children Nearly that much. No, not uh, really. Because his run wasn't about that, and and Eccleston had a couple. I mean, especially he did, the, because the, the empty child. Yeah, empty child. But but Matt Smith was about the definition of the Doctor as the protector of children. Yeah. Which then makes the fairy tale thing perfect sense, and the forgiveness. The 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 only regret out of the whole run that I have is: Did you see the deleted scene that they only um, storyboarded? From I uh, missed that one. I know you did. <laughs> from from the farewell to the ponds. No, I didn't see that. Okay, so they um, Rory, uh, which is Arthur Darville, narrates it, like does the dialogue, and they just did this story. Somebody storyboarded it out, and then they, because they knew there'd be a good extra, was that after the ponds go back, then they you know and right Amy is barren, so they adopted a child. Uh huh. And he grows up, and so and, and so it's like so it was it would have gone like six months later, and Rory's dad is in the apartment still trying to keep things clean and water the plants, and there's a knock on the door, and there's a man almost as old as he is, who enters, and says, "I'm your grandson." Wow. And then hands him the letters from Amy about you know this is this is your grandson is the, yeah. and but we wow. but we couldn't introduce you know we've told him he couldn't introduce you until himself till, till this time. time so then it goes back to the first appearance the weeping angels and it would have brought everything back like you know right and it's the and it's the only, to me the only false note or not the only lost opportunity out of the series that could have you know to be, but when she stepped forward and even though it's his his hallucination of her 
and saying Raggedy yeah. Man and right. the, the absolution. I get choked up. I just, I love every second of that. And you think about the span there, too, because you have Amy from when she was a child. Yes. You get, you get her when he's going away. He's been an old man now. He's lived a full life. Yes. And then, she, and then you also have the fact that she and Rory went off and lived a full life. And yes. we know the lifespans of all these people. Well, and, then, and, and I've heard, I've read somebody goes like, you know what, the Pawns should have been given a death. It should have meant something. It should have been regretting. I'm like, uh, BS. Yeah. That's the beauty of this is they should absolutely should not have been the companions to die. Right. They, I mean, I don't mind that but, they died of old age because you're absolutely right. It's about the full life. It's about teaching children the cycle and, and just. It's neatly, it's, it's, it's masterfully written the same way that they, when Rose went to the other side. Yes. And they and they go well. This is how they're going to separate without having to kill off Rose. Yeah, you know. And this is the same thing. They, they he worked another another miracle and was able to get Rory and Amy off the off the potential slaughter of the yeah. companion list. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, very excited yeah. to see what Peter Capaldi is going to be up to. Uh, but just just love that. I'm I, you know did love the last line. Do you know how to fly you know this, how to fly this thing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, I mean, that's interesting. I, I like that. So, the other thing that I had on, on the list, uh, Nate, and I don't know if you're a fan or not, so I have no idea if we're actually giving you another bathroom break or not, but it, it another casting call has gone out that David Lynch is filming new Twin Peaks material. That was uh, before my time. Have you never watched that show? It's out on DVD. Uh, but no, no. I, I, <laughs> that's Twin not. Twin Peaks was before X Files, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it was. But yeah. I just thought because it's so powerful in um, fandom that maybe you had uh, got it. It's okay. So I'm sorry that we're going to bore you. Highly recommended. Uh, you know uh, that basically uh, I'm looking for because the thing I had totally forgotten, even though I, I rewatched with my friend Tom Goff. Like we watched when I got the the gold box of yeah. of the whole, the complete season, right? Which was not complete, and this is the thing: is like it it has it has everything, but it doesn't have Fire Walk with me. So, yeah. um, so this now we rewatched the whole thing, and I forgot that Laura Palmer in the red lounge, in the red room said, <coughs> "I will see you, see in, you in twenty five years. years." And so now, and Dale Cooper is there, an aged right. Dale Cooper. And so now we are going to this could very well be the twenty five years. I would be so. I don't want it. You know. I know. I think you posted like, "Wouldn't be great posted, if, he, if he returns yeah. to it?" I don't want it. I want the capper. I want to get. So the rumor is, is for a blue Blu-ray box set. I'm going to be pissed again. Here's the the truth is, I have bought every DVD incarnation of Twin Peaks. I bought the season one set. <laughs> yeah. And then they had the gold box, which then included everything else. Yeah. So I I have that, and now I'm going to have to buy it on Blu-ray because then it'll be the only way that I'll have Fire Walk with me, the prequel film. And that will have this nice capper. You didn't buy it on DVD. It was like no, I out no, everywhere. I, 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 I had not. So, okay. um, but even so, now uh, I would have to uh, because now wasn't it your house at Christmas Eve when I watched um, on a big screen? It's a Wonderful Life on high definition. Yeah, that sold me again. Of like, and it was reminded of watching uh, the Desolation of Smaug on um, high frame rate. IMAX 3D. It's like that clarity. I just I'm somehow addicted to it. So if you can give me Twin Peaks and make me on feel on a big screen 
on a big TV screen that I am just on the other side of a glass window. Thank God, please let me stay on the other side of the exactly. glass. Exactly. If Bob steps on. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna pale. Uh, you know, if the bad guy comes out of the screen, I'm gonna ruin every piece of upholstery my family has ever owned. Uh, that's right. It will break the time space continuum. I, I I I disagree with you because I really would I really would like to see Kyle McLaughlin pick the character up again. McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Um, and it's just perfect because it's 25 years later and he's that much older and he could have aged in the lodge. And, and how did he get rid of Bob? That's what they find out. You yeah. know? Maybe I, he didn't. I, I, want to, I, I, want to, I want an epilogue. I want the, the an, as much of an answer as David Lynch is going to give. Yeah. But I think this is a be care, that would be a be careful what you wish for. Huh. I, I think everybody's moved on in a different way. Um, and, and, and you're also not taking into account... How, I mean, and this isn't going to sell it for Nate, but how saltifyingly bad when Twin Peaks went bad, and there are a few episodes where it was really boring. It's really boring. So it can crawl. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> yes, but I do want to know how Josie. You're not talking being... about the guy with the baked beans in his hand. Or... I am. No, <laughs> I'm talking about James, the biker who goes off and like oh. that whole other plot where it's just like. Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. Um, and yet there were things that were so real about it. So I'm excited uh, and looking forward to that's what I. So, what do you guys think most of 2013 and what are you looking forward to most in 2014? Go ahead, Nate. You haven't talked. Uh, looking forward to Hulk. In comics. Indestructible yeah. Hulk is coming to a close. And it's going to become Hulk. But still Mark Wade. Still Mark Wade. Still Mark Wade and uh, Mark Bagley on art. I'm a big Bagley fan. Yeah. And looking forward to Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm very excited for that film. Yeah. And that's all I could think of. Well, that's good. I, yeah, I, I just I, focused I on the future, was... too, because there were so many things that, that were good in 2013, but we've already talked about them and... Yeah, oh, yeah. that's what I, that's what I want. I, I don't really. I, I'm not a big fan of retrospectives because we got a lot of listeners that they're going back and listening anyway. So yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. it's it's there. So, um, I broke it down. I broke it down to movies. Okay, TV. So for movies, I'm just going to do a litany of you know exciting. As I read through this list, and this is this is just like the top twenty percent of what I'm looking forward to in 14, 2014. Mm-hmm. Veronica Mars. I have my T-shirt. I was uh, a backer. Captain America Winter Soldier. Yes. X-Men Days of Future Past. Yes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Actually, really much so. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the thing I'm looking forward to most. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. The um, Sin City, Dame to Kill for. Eh. I still still love the first one. I'll probably enjoy it, but, you know, it'll happen. I'll enjoy having The Hobbit end. That didn't come out right. Um I'm looking forward. Well, it's like to a end. rump roast. Yeah, I know. I get it. It's, uh... right. and, and oddly enough, I only found talking out about, about this, your back end. I only found out about this re- recently. I'm a big Stephen Sondheim fan. Uh huh. And they're doing a 
film version of Into, Into the, the Woods. You just found out about I this? I just found out about this. You know, it, it, it's been publicized for a lot because Johnny Depp is going to be the wolf. Yeah. I know. I love Into the Woods. That's one of my all-time favorite musicals. It's just, it's just I, I can't. That's der- one. I can't, that is one that I cry at. I, I, oh, I cry all the time. And so I'm going to say, I'm going to put it out there if anybody would like. Uh, to cast me as the baker, sight unseen, <laughs> please do because that is that is my absolute dream. Why I can't direct it, you know. I've had a couple of opportunities. People and students ask, "Can we do Into the Woods?" It's like I can't because I'm too. I want to get the baker out of my system. Yeah. And what's really weird about the the film version right now is that all the news is Glenn Close is the witch. It's gonna be a fine witch. Right. Johnny Depp is the wolf. But to me, the heart and soul of that sh- of the oh and. Uh, Anna Kendrick is Cinderella. And uh, the heart and soul of that show is the baker. Yes. And nobody's talking about him because nobody in America knows who he is. I thought I'd read that he'd been cast. I can't remember. Yeah, no, it is. It's James Cordron. It's from from, uh, Ned and Stacy and, of course, Doctor Who, uh, the companion in the Lodger episode. What I found funny was when I was reading... And he's perfect. He's a great choice for the character. I was reading the, uh, the... the IMDb and things yeah. about the film, and I couldn't find Stephen Sondheim's name anywhere. I'm going, it has to be Sondheim. I mean, it's yeah. into the woods. Yeah. But they're not, the musical credits and IMDb don't mention him. And it's like, oh, what's they going on? They may not here? be touting it as a musical. Uh, <coughs> it says keep, it's a musical. Because they keep saying the musicals aren't, aren't, you know, don't sell well, but they do. And um, so that's coming for Christmas next year. Look right. forward to it. And I do want to say, in James Cordron, if anybody can find a way to do this, I don't know if it's available, but he won the Tony two years ago for his update of, uh, this is getting esoteric for Nate, uh, for his update of the Carlos Goldon- Carlo Goldoni uh, Commedia play, Servant of Two Masters, which oh. was updated to 60s London, called uh, 60s Manchester, called uh, One Man, Two Governors. And it is still the funniest thing I've ever seen because they broadcast it to movie theaters. Yeah, from oh, the National Theater. Okay. So I saw a rebroadcast of it. It is the f- one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And if it ever shows, if you run across it, like a digital download or a DVD, get it. You will not be sorry. It is funny to, as hell. I'll have to look it up. Funny as hell. Um, so, I've got to find out where you. I, I've. So much of that stuff comes in those broadcast theater yeah, broadcast yeah. stuff, and I always miss them. So, uh, TV, okay, pretty quick now. Archer, I I, I just saw a commercial over your shoulder. Uh, Fleming, the man who would be Bond, is coming. Yeah. from U.S. Uh, from uh, BBC America, starring Howard Stark as <laughs> exactly. <Ian Fleming. laughs> but have you seen the ex- like the extended preview for it? It looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they showed it on BBC America with. Um, Time of the Doctor. So, yeah. One of my favorite shows from last year with, uh, I can't, I can never remember her name. She's got this incredibly Russian name, Orphan Black. Orphan Black, yeah, yeah. Uh, the actress on that is phenomenal. Uh, got Game nominated of, for a Golden Globe for Best Actress. Oh, really? Good. She did, yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones Season 4 comes back way oh. too late today, this year. Uh, then Penny Dreadful looks really cool. It's yeah. The, uh, yeah. the combo of a lot of Elizabethan... Uh, uh, yeah, things, and then we're gonna get uh, Guillermo del Toro's *The Strain* as a miniseries. Yes, yes. So, um, I, I started reading that book, and that book scared me. Okay, well that's good to know. Um, <laughs> I'll be moving on now. Um, yes. So then my my comics list. Okay. 
Miracle Man. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I said Loki, Agent of Asgard. I'm looking forward to that a Michael lot. Michael Alred, C- Silver Surfer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm That's looking... with uh, Dan Slott, right? Yes. Yes. And another Dan Slott, Huberto Ramos uh, book that's coming out later this year, Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, I just read that. Yeah. And then uh, I was looking really, I was really trying to find something about DC. And yeah. it was really, really hard. But I'm actually kind of interested in the DC Ghost Steampunk event that they're going to do. I think it's in February or March. It's sad that we're just liking the alternate universe stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to catching up on some DC books. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll go find a classic graphic. No- maybe I'll finally buy that, tra- that uh, find that hardbound edition of the Great Darkness Saga so I can remember when the 30th century was well-written. Yes. Um, Big book. Big you story. Know, yeah. 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 Um, one last one that kind of bridges movies and comics, which is uh, two DC animated uh, they're doing Batman Assault on Arkham, which is kind of bridging out of the video games. Yeah, okay. And a Son of Batman, which is not the current Son of Batman series, but actually goes back to the original Damien oh. and Bruce introduction and carries that story, oh, okay. story well, forward. And because we're also getting uh, Justice League. It's not called Doom. That was the one that already existed. It's the one that is basically the first five issues of Justice League. From the new 52, uh, which will come out in just about a month. So we've got that maybe to look forward which to. Which will be the follow-up to, to uh, Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Paradox, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, here's what I would say I'm looking forward to most is I'm... Uh, because my big prediction last year was, and I was right, the thing that would absorb most of my time and money in 2013 <laughs> has proven to be Disney Infinity. Disney Infinity, yeah. And it was just a rumor when we talked about it last January, and now it is just now we've amazing spent game. way too much money. We've spent it. too much money, and and I can't, I can hardly wait for my Ferb and Agent P figures to come out. But <laughs> I had some uh, sadness when I got Rapunzel, and I put her on there, and realized Ferb and Agent P are it. So they haven't announced what's going to come after that beyond. Oh. And I so what I'm looking forward to most is, and I got to do a redesign in my room to carry all these characters, by my son's decree, um, Dad. We got to organize this better. Um, is you know where are they going to go? How are they going to do uh, an expansion? I still hear what I said in our basic, you know, when I first did a demo Comic Con. I hear more and more. Um, Chris Moreno, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this. Uh, I met him at Long Beach Comic Con. He's working for Disney Interactive. He's sniffing around. You know, now I don't have any inside info from Chris, but a great artist. Love him. Glad he's got a regular day job that's paying him to be an artist. That's awesome. Um, but uh, anyway, nothing is coming out. But what I keep hearing is they're waiting for Marvel, whoever needs to prove it at Marvel, to go ahead and do the Marvel expansion. And so oh. if they announce the Marvel expansion wow. where you can have action figures that play directly into a game. We're going to go broke. That's I did. Awesome. I did go broke. <laughs> so, um, it's, Wow. So, I need a job. <laughs> you do. Uh, I do, too. So I, 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 I have still not bought the Vanellipede. I have Vanellipede and, 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 and Ralph. Ralph, yeah. and I haven't bought Rapunzel. 
I just bought I, I just bought Rapunzel this week because it went off from being exclusive. Ah, okay. The hypothetical Marvel one would that be a different game or be part of Disney Infinity? Don't know. It'd be cool if you could do. Either. When I talked to the guys, it, when I talked to them at Comic Con, and admittedly those guys, they didn't know much. They just knew that this was the possibility, and the long term plan was that you know, I mean, because unlike uh, Skylanders Giants, you know, I mean that Skylanders Skylanders is three separate games, and you can you can have forward compatibility with your figures. Like yeah. so from Spyro Adventure can play in the in the next two, but they don't go backward. This is all they really would have to do is download updates to, to expand your world. Sure. Because your spending is almost as much as a game to buy the figures and the play, and the the play set. Well you uh, also reduce the parental friction to buying a new game system. If they're thinking that far ahead, yes. Yeah. So that would be my big prediction for 2014. Cinematically, Guardians of the Galaxy is what I want to see the most. Um, I'm just so excited for that. And part of it is personal. I've said it before. It's like, to me, that brings Fanboy Planet full circle. I've been working on a project where I've been looking back at what we've been doing all along and realizing, you know, again, first person I ever interviewed and proved to my students, always be nice to somebody. Um, because, by the way, you should just be nice. Uh, <laughs> is... You know, James Gunn didn't. You know, he was nobody. But I sat down and had an interview with him. Nice guy. From time to time, if if there was a rumor in his earlier parts of his career, if there was a rumor about him, he'd call me and say, "Let me get, let me set the record straight." He really helped Fanboy Planet out in the early days, and here he is directing what is probably the most anticipated movie of 2014. And I'm just so, I'm so pleased to see that happen for him. Yeah. You know, and so I can hardly wait to be there and to be able to read the, the graphic novel collection of Abnett and Lannings, you know. And so that's where I am. And and, and, and Capaldi for TV. So Agent Carter and the Netflix deal. Oh, my God, there's so much. Um, and now that I have a subscription to Hulu Plus, I will never see the sun again. Okay. That's you don't need the sun. Overrated. Overrated. Anyway, that's all I've got. Uh, if you want to tell us what you're looking forward to most in 2014, please do. you got questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, right into editor at fanboyplanet.com. Of course, you, pro- you can listen to us on iTunes. Check us out through, through iTunes. Rate us. Uh, subscribe if you like us. Tell your friends. Absolutely, we want the reach of Fanboy Planet to expand even greater in 2014. Get up to 400 likes on, uh, there you go. on Facebook by the end of January. That would be a great goal. The contest um, is over, but you can still go in and like us. Please do. And, uh, you know, so there's that. You can listen to us on the Stitcher app. You can review us there, too. We'd love that. Love to hear and keep that going up. And uh, find us at www.fanboyplanet.com, which may be how you did. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you may also, of course, if you like us, <clears throat> as uh, Brian Shimada, my new best friend, uh, you know, you can tip us on PayPal, and that helps to pay for hosting and for, you know, well, I guess it's pretty much hosting right now, um, and, and which would be great. We'd like to get it out to be the occasional scotch. Occasionally. Right now, it's out of my own pocket. But, uh, but uh, no, I'd really like to just get the hosting paid for and, uh, and uh, you know, pick things up on Amazon. But first, of course, if you have a, a local comic shop, go to it. You know, we love Earth 2. We love Hijinks. We love Elusive. Uh, I can't think of who else right offhand right, uh, right now around here. But, uh, you know, wherever. If you've got a local comic. Oh, well, the comic bug in Manhattan Beach. 
I just want to hang out there. I want to. I actually went up to Black Cat. I like Black Cat. That's it was on New bad. Year's Day. They were closed. Oh, I'm sorry, but they're well, they, they deserve that day off. It was a nice I, store. It's I, a nice, I, it's I, nice I looked little in the store. window. I didn't set off the alarm. I'd say it's a. <laughs> I just wanted that Batman figure. I needed one. Um, you know, so find your local shop. But if not, if you don't have a local shop, or if we're doing things that are a little obscure, you know, I, I oh the big thing. What am I looking forward to in 2014? The movie I'm in is coming to home video. Oh, yes. You can buy the Blu-ray of Sparks on March 18th. So. We will tell you the time sync to go to where <laughs> Derek is in the frame. I and look, then we'll tell you the best frame to freeze frame on. I look damn good. Don't worry. I've already, I've already freeze framed <laughs> it. I look damn good. I don't have the Blu-ray yet. But it is going to get a week of limited theatrical release. And so you may live in a town that's close to if you've got an independent you can theater see company. See it on the big screen. You know what I'm going to say this right now. If you've got an indi- if you know you live in a town with an independent, not Cinemark or AMC, but there's like uh, <coughs> one theater owned in this chain or three theaters, write into editorfamilyplanet.com because director producer Chris Felino is looking because it's digital. He can distribute it to wherever, and he has the rights to do the to do theatrical showings so um it's going to be in a right now at least six places including uh santa rosa we're going to do a screening up a, a week run up in santa rosa with it so if you've That's got awesome. one local what I'm about gonna, camera i'm going to be talking to the camera i what about retrodome that's always an iffy thing really uh, okay uh, i want to cut this uh, because right now they what may, about the blue light cinema i hate that guy so um Oh, cut that out. <laughs> yeah, cut, no, no, seriously, I hate that guy. Um, he was a turd. Yeah, so you know how that goes. Um, but anyway, so Sparks in 2014, and I've got other projects I can't talk about yet, but I'm hoping that there'll be a whole lot of great new things coming. He's not pulling a Walter Mitty. I am not. No, I've really got he really some has stuff, some stuff going. I've really got some stuff happening. So uh, anyway, thanks a lot for listening. I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I am Dave Costa. Thank you. I didn't see you pointing at me. Sorry. I know, but I did. He That's did. the sad thing. I pointed. <laughs> Why did I do that? All the cool kids are doing it. And I'm Rick Bressider, hoping you will join us and wishing you a happy new year. <laughs> and reminding, and reminding you, you, you. It's been so long since we've To awkwardly this. transition to our final catchphrase. Reminding you, you to use, use your powers, powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. I love rock and roll. And we're recording. Um, did you want to brief him on anything? Or to... uh, let me pull up the, the elephant that tells me what today is. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we're just going to talk comics, talk a little bit uh, about the past. I didn't even really do the past and future. I figured Doctor Who was going to count for the past and future for me. 
Then we've got Star Wars news that's past and future. Okay. And then, um, you know, then just talk about news. Like I said, I look at it and like all this news happened. So, so I thought with the contest, we'd uh, contact the person who won. The Do you want to announce it first, though, here? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, and then we'd see like what they're interested in and try and match them up with something from the swag. Uh-huh. Okay. Rather than give them something really good they don't care about? Exactly. Like a dream date with Rick. Uh-huh. That'd be good. You'd be, I, I, you're caring. You're... I am. I'd be a perfect gentleman. They'd have no fun at all. <laughs> there you go. All right. Nate, are you already? I'm already. Okay. I'm going to point to you. Three, two, one. Oh, listen up, fanboys. This here is the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here is your host, Derek McCaw. Folksy. Is that our new intro for 2014? That's like... Howdy, y'all. Are you... Uh, when... When... Uh, oh, what's... Uh, uh, ah. The one that... Uh, yeah. I don't know where you're going. So yeah, I know, I know. But you're going to edit all this out of yourself. I'm I know. going to edit this part out. I'm like, <laughs> he makes himself sound like the smartest member of the podcast. I do. Always. Um, boatload of work for you, too, <laughs> sir. Um, you don't realize because it's so smooth. You just go, I just sound great. Um, I'm fine. And no, Geek and Sundry. Yes. Geek, Geek and Sundry, for and example. Sundry, yes. Edit that part out. <laughs> 